morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Monday, August 19th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Bill Bank Green. Bank, thanks for, thanks for joining me first and foremost, my friend. Uh, today, Ryan Day will finally name his starting quarterback. 11.15 a.m. after practice, Ryan Day will name his starting quarterback. Damn, I, I wonder who it's going to be, Bank. Well, I think Chris Chuganoff has earned it. I think uh, it's, it's no secret he's the most talented guy, and I think it's about time he got the job he deserves. Wait, what? There you go. <laughs> Breaking news here. Breaking news. Oh, you know, it might be Justin Fields. It might be Justin Fields, his name starting quarterback. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think what they've done all fall is, you know, they have not babied. Justin Fields at all from, you know, giving him the job out of spring to everything that's gone on here. I mean, they have coached him hard. Yersich and Day have both been on him hard. They've got to get him up to speed. Um, He's the key to this season. There's no doubt about it. Um, So for them to be where people want them to be, which is the playoffs, Justin Fields needs to be great, not good. So they've coached him hard. He's taken the coaching. Um, great attitude from everything I've been told, busting his tail. So I think there was a method to the madness here, and it may have been like twofold to show Justin, hey, you need to get with the program here, and a lot's going to be asked of you, and nothing's going to be given to you. But it also shows the rest of the team that, hey, we treat everybody the same here. Everybody's got to earn their spots, and we're going to be on everybody hard, and we're going to demand perfection from everybody because that's the only way we're going to take this team to a level that people want them to be at. And it sounds like Justin Fields, I mean, he's going to be up and down, I think, during the season. It sounds like during camp he was up and down, up and down. Um, but then, from all accounts, it sounds like he had a pretty strong week this last week, um, probably culminating with a, uh, a pretty good performance in the scrimmage on Saturday. I know the Saturday scrimmage wasn't as big of a deal as the one the previous week, but uh, it sounds like Justin Fields has really come on the last week. Is that what you're hearing? I am, but there is a concern um, because they're not, he's not getting hit in practice. And when the games start, you know, maybe not – well, I'll tell you, Cincinnati game, he's going to get hit because Luke and Marcus Freeman are going to blitz him uh, continuously. And they're going to put their DB – they like their DBs a lot. And they're going to put them on an island one-on-one. And if a high, the high State receivers can beat them, then they're going to get beat. But they're going to blitz Justin Fields, and he's going to get hit. And the question with Justin is when pressured, sometimes in fall camp, he tends to drop his arm a little bit, and that makes the ball sail. And so that's something they've been working on. And But you can't really work on it in practice by letting, you know, Malik Harrison get a free run and stick a helmet in his ribs just to see how he responds. So that's something that will show through in games. It's gotten better, but you got to watch his accuracy when under pressure. And, and that's true of every quarterback in football at any level. So that's something I'm going to be watching for, and I don't think we're going to see it week one, but I think we are going to see it in week two. That is a delicate delicate balancing act for a head coach, I would imagine. You're trying to keep your quarterback healthy in camp. You don't want him to get hit, but you still got to get him ready for the season. So I see what they're doing there. You can't get Justin Fields beat up in practice like you're saying, but you don't want you know Davon Hamilton coming in landing on him or you know Chase Young and those guys, B.B. Landers, but – at the same time, I mean, he needs to get used to getting hit a little bit. So hopefully they're having some live drills over there. It doesn't sound like they are, though. I don't think so, but I don't know. I'm not there every day. I would guess that with his value to this team, I think letting him get hit on a Tuesday afternoon, uh, I wouldn't do it. 
Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's that's a that's a tough one right there. Uh, let's move on. Another guy that's getting a lot of hype, uh, Marcus Crowley, the true freshman <laughs> running back. Um, now they've been banged up there. Master Teague's been out. <clears throat> um, Demario McCall's been in and out. Um, but uh, what do you hear about Marcus Crowley? You think this hype is real with the freshman running back? I do. I think everything is positive that I've heard so far. This is a guy I was not real high on coming into Ohio State, but hey, it is what it is. And when you're wrong, you can be wrong. So we'll see on him. But um, everything I've heard is super positive. I just think I think it's a little soon to give up on Demario McCall. Um, he's got so much talent and so much burst and so much explosiveness. And that's an area that walked out the door last year with Dixon and McLaurin and Campbell. So I still think they, they've got to they've got to find a way to use Demario McCall just because of the speed factor, whether it's as a running back or as an age or as, as the Curtis Samuel role where you you get him 100 rushes from scrimmage and 100 passes thrown to him. I don't know. I just think it, it's a little soon to be anointing Marcus Crowley the number two guy. You know, especially when you factor in pass protection, blitz pickup, you know, everything that goes into the job. So let's see how things go. And, again, you know, we've been both been doing this a long time, and I have never, ever put any stock in any preseason depth charts. I don't care if they're released by the head coach. It doesn't matter. The real depth chart comes out the day that your team is in a game, a real game. That's when you see the depth chart. So – all the reports are great on Marcus Crowley, and, you know, we'll see where it goes in the next couple of weeks. That's such a good point. Jim Trussell used to refer to the depth chart as – that's the SID's depth, depth – the SID's depth chart. You'll see my depth chart when the games are actually are being played. Um, at right tackle, uh, I really thought Nicholas Pettit-Ferrer might win that job. It sounds like – we'll find out later today for sure from Ryan Day, but it sounds like Brandon Bowen has won that job. I think I still think both guys are going to play, and who knows, maybe Pettit-Ferrer will end up winning that job during the season. But at least right now, is that the same thing you're hearing at Bowen's ahead of NPF? And uh, just what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I'm hearing it's a battle. It's a ba- an ongoing battle, and we're going to see. And I, and I think you're right that both guys are going to play. I mean, they need Brandon Bowen to be the Brandon Bowen that we saw, you know, a couple of years ago. He was really good. He, I don't think people appreciated how good he was before he got hurt. And if he can get back to where he was a couple of years ago, this goes a long way towards solidifying this line. Um, I'm a big Brandon Bowen fan, whether he's playing guard or tackle. And I think he's more suited for tackle because I think they're pretty set at the guard spots. So, you know, it won't bother me if Brandon Bowen is a starter at tackle over Pettit Ferrer. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I just think Brandon Bowen is a the guy. They need him to be Brandon Bowen, and, and that can go a long way to this O-line being what they want it to be. We're also going to find out who the captains are later today um, when we meet with Ryan Day. We're actually going to get a chance to meet with the captains. He's going to announce his his captains for his first season. We'll see if he just goes with four, like most football coaches do, if he goes with like 12, like Urban like to do. But uh, if they just go with four, let's try and predict who it's going to be. I think it's pretty easy that the three guys that went to Chicago, Jonathan Cooper, Jordan Fuller, K.J. Hill, they're locks, in my opinion. And then the fourth one, though, would be interesting. I'm guessing they would go with somebody on the offensive side of the ball. Not a lot of seniors. Maybe Brandon Bowen, the aforementioned Brandon Bowen. Just who do you think would be, assuming Cooper, Fuller, and Hill would be three of the four, who do you think might be the fourth captain? for the Buckeyes? I think Bowen's a great choice. He's older. He's more mature. 
He's been through the wars. He's been a starter. He's also been knocked out of action with an injury. I mean, I think that's a guy that everybody can look up to. Um, you know, if he'd gotten here in the spring, I would maybe say Jonah Jackson because Jonah Jackson is that type of person, but yet he hasn't been here that long. But I think Brandon Bowen epitomizes everything you want in a captain just from a maturity standpoint. And when you look at everything that guy's gone through and how hard he's working to get back on the field, perfect choice for me. Bill Green is the perfect choice for Bucknuts. Really appreciate it. He is Bill Bank Green. Thank you very much, Bank. And thanks to all the listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. Again, 11.15 a.m. today, Ryan Day plus captains. We might even get some other coaches as well, so keep it locked to Bucknuts. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best in band in the land. Five, 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 five.